Athletics. A silver weekend for the O'Toole's club at National Senior Championships. Morton Stadium was witness to a host of brilliant performances on a weekend of celebration as 400 spectators returned for the 2021 Irish Life Health National Senior Track and Field Championships. Thomas Barr claimed his ninth national title in taking the men's 400 metres in a winning time of 50.66. The blustery conditions were never going to be ideal for hurdling, but Barr powered up the home straight, followed by stars of the future for St. Lawrence O'Toole Jack Mitchell, 52.03, and Alan Miley, 53.24. Both athletes ran ultra-controlled races and kept chasing Barr all the way to the line in what were never going to be PB conditions. Both the silver medalist Mitchell and bronze medalist Miley collecting their first national senior medals for hurdling as well as earning international caps to compete for Ireland in Estonia next month. The 100 metres ladies sprint final was a much anticipated event and Molly Scott flew out of the blocks in her trademark fast start. Scott ran hard to the line, only to be reeled in by Adelaki in the final 20 metres for 11.46. Aoife Lynch, Denor Harriers, backed up her under-23 sprint double from last weekend with a senior bronze medal in 11.69. Molly Scott claimed the silver medal, running her second-ever fastest time of 11.46 seconds in the best race of the weekend, according to RTE pundit Dervil O'Rourke. Molly will now focus on preparation for the European Under-23 Championship in Estonia next month. The objective is to medal in Estonia, stated her coach and mother, Deirdre. There was plenty of action in the field events, with O'Toole's AC Keanan Nolan, coached by John Tirrett, finishing fifth with a PB in the discus, with a throw of 35.19 metres in the third round. This PB coming off a silver in the junior women's weight for distance 28 pounds, with a distance of 5.27 metres last weekend. The cold day did not suit the pole vaulters, but it did not stop Matthew Callan and Keegan, who was in contention throughout the competition, and bowed out, clearing 4.3 metres to put him in joint third place. A delighted Adam Nolan had a new PB of 4.1 metres to finish in sixth place at his first senior national finals. A special mention to David Donegan, Clonliffe Harriers AC, who is a level 3 coach and is now part of the coaching team at the Carlow Club, finished in fifth place with a height of 4.2 metres. Aaron Shorten, who lined up in the heats of the 800 metres at his first National Senior Championships, came away with a time of 1 minute 57.17 seconds in the second heat, but was enough to get him through to the final. Aaron is one of the most progressed young athletes in Ireland, with a PB of 1 minute 54.17 seconds and 10 All-Ireland titles in his age group. Other athletes making their senior debut but did not reach the finals was Kira Moore, 200 metres, and Corinne Kenny, 800 metres. Meanwhile, Marie Dunn, who is showing great form this year, competed in an invitation meet in Belfast on Saturday in 400 metres and had a PB of 60.04 seconds. Elsewhere, in Santry, IT Carlo students John Fitzsimons and Cleana Manning were among the medals. 
Kildare man Fitzsimons won his first ever national senior gold medal in the 800 metres, while Kilkenny's Manning followed Phil Healy home in the women's 400 metres. Tin Ryland AC's Adam Murphy performed admirably to reach the final of the 200 metres, where he ran 22 seconds flat to finish in sixth place. Sarah Buggy was the star of the St. Abbans contingent as she took gold in both the long jump and the triple jump to bring her total of senior national gold medals to 15. Her clubmate Ruby Millet took silver in the long jump. Maisie O'Sullivan finished 11th in the 1500 metres final. Lawler's Olympic dream still alive. St. Lawrence O'Toole AC trio confirmed for Tallinn. Article by Ger McNally. Although Marcus Lawler lost his national 200 metres title over the weekend in Santry when he had to settle for a bronze medal behind Leon Reed and Mark Smith, his dream of qualifying for this summer's Olympic Games in Tokyo remains very much alive. Lawler remains in the top 56 times in the world, and should he remain there by the time of the cut-off point on Tuesday evening, then his place on the plane to Japan will be assured. He has one last attempt to improve on his time in Switzerland on Tuesday, and after that it will be an anxious and nervous wait to see if his efforts have been enough. Lawler has a busy schedule in the next few weeks, and has races planned in Salamanca, Geneva and Czech Republic in the near future. Meanwhile, it was confirmed on Monday morning that St. Lawrence Tools AC trio of Molly Scott, Jack Mitchell and Alan Miley will be part of the Irish team travelling to Tallinn in Estonia for the European Under-23 and Under-20 Championship. Scott took silver in 100 metres at the National Championships last weekend and she will be targeting a place on the podium in that event at the Under-23 Championship. She will also be part of the Irish 4x100-metre team. Jack Mitchell has been in top form in recent weeks and followed up his under-23 national gold in the 400 metres hurdles with a second place behind Thomas Barr in the Senior National Championships. He will compete in that event and the 4x400 metres relay in Tallinn. The under-23 European Championships runs from the 8th to the 11th of July. The following week, in the same venue, the Under-20 European Championships take place and Alan Miley warmed up nicely for that by coming in third behind Barr and Mitchell in the 400 metres hurdles for his first national senior medal. He will also run the 4x400 metres relay. Ruby Millet of the St. Albans Club will compete in the Under-23 long jump. GAA. Busy week ahead for Carlo teams. Article by Ger McNally The Carlo senior footballers may have had their season ended at the hands of Longford last Sunday, but pretty much every other male county team is in action this week, all in Netwatch Cullen Park. Carlo take on Kildare in the Leinster Under-20 Hurling Championships on Tuesday at 7.30pm, and then 24 hours later the two counties meet in the Leinster Minor Hurling Championship. On Thursday, Berhorahan's under-20 footballers begin their Leinster Championship against Wexford, also starting at 7.30. Then on Saturday, Carlo could confirm their place in the Joe McDonough Cup Final at Croke Park if they can beat old foes Westmeath in a game that starts at 3pm. Hurling, Joe McDonough Cup First Round Carlo comes through tough examination to move within one win of Croke Park Final. 
Article by Kieran Murphy. The score, Carlo, 2 goals and 22 points. Kildare, 3 goals and 16 points. Carlo edged this teak-tough Joe McDonough Cup first-round tie in Newbridge on Saturday. At different stages, they were asked serious questions by the home side, who are probably in a similar position to where Carlo were in 2017 after they won the Christie Ring Cup. In the past, Carlo would have been money-on favourites to win and win easily, but the Lily Whites have made huge progress in recent years, and their confidence is sky-high. This was illustrated in the opening 10 minutes, where three Brian Byrne frees and another point from play by James Byrne eased the home side into a four-point lead. Kildare were winning mini-battles in different areas of the pitch, while James Doyle was one of the few Carlo players to show where he put in some big surges up the field from the half-back line, where he acted as an extra defender and sweeper. After his recent injury woes, it was good to see the St Mullins man showing the devastating pace which has been the hallmark of his game down through his career. A twelfth minute Chris Nolan free got Carlo off the mark, and they nearly snaffled a goal, but with the ball set to cross the line, Kildare keeper Paddy McKenna dived to make a save. That was important, as James Burke rifled over a point at the other end to make that few moments a four-point turnaround. At the water break, Kildare were good value for their 7-3 point lead. Now it was the turn of Carlo to start winning those man-to-man confrontations. John Michael Nolan caught some great balls. Chris Nolan dropped into the half-forward line where he thrived. The two players with Richard Cody, David English and Doyle all found the range and now Carlo put themselves into an 11-8 point lead at the interval. One minute into the second half, another long-range free by English, which was followed by a point from Chris Nolan, suggested Carlo were going to step up a gear. Yet they never tightened their grip on the game. Out on the left and towards the town end of the ground, substitute Connor Dowling landed a 38th-minute point. This was quickly followed up by a James Burke goal who rose high to collect a sideline ball and fired home from close range. While Chris Nolan replied with a point, Burke was on hand to collect a loose Carlo puck out to bisect the posts once more. The visitors once again looked set to establish themselves when John Michael Nolan fed Kevin MacDonald, who fired to the net from an arrow angle out on the left. Infuriatingly, Carlo conceded another goal when a loose ball was not cleared, and this time Caelan Smith goaled. The next Carlo score was a great tonic as James Doyle changed the direction of play to find John Nolan who stroked home a wonderful point from distance. The Barrow Siders always seemed to have the edge, but they couldn't put away dangerous opposition. In the space of three minutes, MacDonald landed a point and pressure on the defence in front of goal saw the same player flick the ball to the Kildare net. At the second water break, Carlo led two goals and 16 points to two goals and 10. Just like they did before, Kildare hit back to score 1-1 in a matter of minutes. It started with a Jack Sheridan free. Again, Carlo didn't deal with the dropping ball and Burke was on hand to snaffle Kildare's third goal to leave only two between them again. With 14 minutes to go, Chris Nolan converted a free. Kildare replied through points from play, from Cahill Derivan and Shane Ryan. Chris Nolan converted three frees which should have eased the pressure on the visitors. They could never relax. 
With their winning momentum built up over the last two years, the Lily Whites truly believed they could still turn this Carlo team over. It was tight to the end. Two Jack Sheridan frees left only the minimum between them. James Doyle's late point for Carlo in injury time was a vital score. Kildare had one last chance. They adapted route one which had already yielded two three-pointers. A dropping ball could have gone anywhere. Carlo were still not that smart, but they got enough bodies between the goal line and the Kildare forwards. A reckless pull by a Kildare forward brought a relieving free and Carlo had prevailed. Tough stuff. No doubt there will be more when Westmead come to Netwatch Cullen Park on Saturday for a 3pm showdown. Not quite a winner-take-all, but if Carlo prevail, their place in the Joe McDonough Cup final is secured. The teams, Carlo, Brian Tracy, Dion Wall, Paul Doyle, Michael Doyle, David English, three points from Freeze, Ger Cody, Tony Lawler, Richard Cody, one point, Kevin MacDonald, two goals and two points, one point from a free, John Michael Nolan, two points, one from a sideline, Ted Joyce, James Doyle, two points, Craig Wall, John Nolan, two points, Chris Nolan, ten points, six from freeze. Subs. Jack McCullough for Joyce, 25th minute, temporary. Jack Kavanagh for Lawler, 47th minute. Gary Lawler for Wall, 51st minute. Paul Cody for R. Cody, 65th minute. Aaron Ammond for Joyce, 73rd minute. The Kildare team, Paddy McKenna, Cahill Derivan, 1 point, Rian Boren, Simon Lacey, Kevin Whelan, 1 point, Declan Flaherty, 1 point, Jack Travers, Kevin Hearn, Brian Byrne, 4 points from Freeze, Cahill Dowling, Johnny Byrne, James Burke, 2 goals and 2 points, Cahill McCabe, Jack Sheridan, 5 points, 4 from Freeze, David Slattery, and the subs, Connor Dowling, 1 point for a Hearn, 22nd minute, Caelan Smith, 1 goal for Jay Byrne, half-time, Sean Christensen for Flaherty, 45th minute, Shane Ryan, 1 point for McCabe, 45th minute, the referee, Colm Cunning from Antrim. Leinster Senior Football Championships Round 1 Second half goals not enough for Carlo in a game of many chances. Article by Kieran Murphy Score Longford 25 points Carlo 2 goals and 13 points Carlo mixed the good with the bad in this Leinster Senior Football Championship first round game in Tullamore on Sunday but unfortunately for them the bad came in the first half and particularly in the opening quarter. This gave them a mountain to climb, both mentally and physically, and they were unable to repair the damage, despite an enterprising second-half performance. Even the Carlow manager, Niall Carew, said, after the game, that Longford could have been 30 points up at one stage. Kevin Diffley opened the scoring for the Midlanders, and while Dara Foley converted a Carlow free, Michael Quinn, Darren Gallagher and Rian Brady all raised white flags for Longford. Only for the Carlow goalkeeper, Kieran Cunningham, who brought off two top-class saves in the opening 13 minutes, Longford would have been out of sight. At the water break, Longford led four points to two and must have been wondering how they only led by that slim margin. They went the right way about righting what was surely a perceived wrong to them and they gradually built up a formidable 12-3 point lead. Both corner forwards Robbie Smith and Rian Brady accounted for three points each out of the Longford first half total. 
Carlo gave themselves a lifeline with Colm Hulton, Chris Blake and the newly introduced Paul Broderick, all raising white flags themselves late in the half. At the break, Longford led 13 points to 6, and only a dramatic reversal of fortune was going to change the outcome of this game. Whatever was said in the Carlo dressing room at half-time had an effect. There was an intensity about their early second-half play. Blake tacked on a point. Paul Broderick could have scored a goal but settled for a point, while he also tapped over a free. All those scores came in a three-minute spell. Longford reacted with three points of their own through Desi Reynolds, David McGivney and Brady. A mini-crisis had been averted. Apart from the healthy scoreline in favour of Longford, it was even on the pitch as both sides attacked at will. Tight defences could wait another day seemed to be the motto. In the words of General, later Marshal, Pierre Bosquet about the charge of the Light Brigade, C'est magnifique mais ce n'est pas la guerre. It is magnificent, but it is not war. When Connor Crowley honed in at the opposite end of the scoreboard end, he looked to be leaving an impossible angle for himself. Yet his rocket flew past a stunned Paddy Cullum in the opposition goal. It was a superb strike and would surely feature in a potential goal of the month competition if there was one. Again, Longford shrugged off the concession. Joseph Hagen ended the scoring before the second half water break to leave Longford ahead by 19 points to one goal and 10. On the restart, they added on three points to their total and that for Carlo was just about it. Yet they still found the energy to hit back. A half chance came their way on 61 minutes when Dara Foley took possession on the edge of the small square but losing his balance, he shot just wide. Column made another great stop from Blake as the Barrowsiders persisted. That opportunity came after Jordan Morrissey ran from inside his own half without a Longford body putting in a decent tackle on the marauding attacker. You couldn't say Longford were panicking, but they were showing a degree of carelessness and a little disregard for the Carlow challenge. In reply to the opposition effort, it took a Longford defender in corner back Patrick Fox to come forward and fire over a point. The second Carlow goal was always coming, and when Conor Lawler had his shot saved, Foley took possession and found a hole in the Longford defence to shoot home from close range. Typical Longford on the day that was in it, they just went back up the field and substitute Dylan Farrell landed a late point to confirm a victory which will hardly scare their Meath opponents in the next round. The teams, Longford, Paddy Cullum, Patrick Fox 1 point, Andrew Farrell, Enda Mackin, Irlo Sullivan, Michael Quinn 1 point, Colm P. Smith, Kevin Diffley 1 point, Darren Gallagher 4 points, 3 from freeze, Desi Reynolds 2 points, David McGivney 2 points, Donald McElligot 1 point, Robbie Smith 5 points, Joseph Hagen 2 points, Rian Brady 5 points. The subs, Daniel Mimna for C. Smith, 32nd minute, Liam Connerton for McElligot, 56 minutes, Oren Kenny for Brady, 58th minute. Dara Doherty for R. Smith, 60th minute. Dylan Farrell, 1 point for Reynolds, 65th minute. Carlo Team, Kieran Cunningham, Liam Roberts, Shane Redmond, Josh Moore, Jordan Morrissey, John Murphy, Sean Bambrick, Sean Gannon, Owen Ruth, Ross Dunphy, Colin Hulton, 2 points, Jamie Clark, Connor Crowley, 1 goal, Chris Blake, 3 points, Dara Foley, one goal and four points, three from freeze. The subs, 
Mikey Bambrick for Ruth, 32nd minute. Paul Broderick, 4 points, 3 from Freeze for Dunphy, 32nd minute. Jordan Lowry for Roberts, half-time. Tomas Kenny for Murphy, half-time. Connor Lawler for S. Bambrick, 67th minute. The referee, Connor Lane from Cork. Leinster Minor Football Championship, Round 1. Made to sweat late on, but Carlo Miners record deserved win. Article by Kieran Murphy. The score, Carlo 3 goals and 14 points. Wicklow, 2 goals and 15 points. They may have been hanging on at the end, but Carlo were deserving winners of this first round Leinster Minor Football Championship tie in Netwatch Cullen Park on Saturday. Playing with the wind and into the scoreboard end of the ground in the first half, the home side led 2-11 to 8 points. As well as that, and with 12 minutes to go, they also held an 8-point lead. Yet it was Wicklow who very nearly stole this one from right under the eyes of their hosts. From a Carlow point of view, it was excruciating to watch, and when the full-time whistle sounded, there was a palpable air of relief on the pitch and around the ground, where a limited number of spectators were allowed in. While the Wicklow keeper, Lorcan Smith, had to make an early save, it was his side who took an early lead, with Finn Tracy slotting a point. It was the turn of Mark McDermott in the Carlo goal to keep his line intact, when he did well to tip over a potentially dangerous-looking Sean Doyle effort over his crossbar. Ronan Quinlan got Carlo off the mark when he executed a mark and proceeded to knock over his close-range point. He then took a pass from Stephen Smith and shot low, hard and just inside the left-hand upright for a tonic of a goal. The night before, Quinlan's brother Niles scored three goals and five points for Aero Oak seniors against O'Loughlin, and now it was the turn of the younger sibling to show his stuff. He quite literally terrorised the Wicklow defence, who put a number of markers on him, but all to no avail. Every time he was on the ball, he looked capable of scoring. He drew three fouls on himself in the first half, and each time he converted the resultant free. At the water break, Carlo led one goal and six points to five points. On the restart, Stephen Smith extended the lead with a point, and Oshin Doyle scored another Carlo goal. At both ends, the keepers continued to earn their keep, with each of them making an excellent save when the forwards were favourite to find the respective nets. Midfielder Finn Tracy and the classy Connor Fee at centre-forward carried the biggest threat for Wicklow, accounting for seven points between them of Wicklow's first half total. Early in the second half, Quinlan picked up a black card for what looked like a third-man tackle. It seemed a harsh decision, but the referee Kieran Harris was right up with the play and didn't hesitate to call the decision. He wasn't quite so clever a few minutes later when Peter Burgess was sandwich tackled and had to leave the field in obvious distress. This time there was no free in what looked like a clear-cut foul. On 45 minutes, Carlo were the authors of their own misfortune when a pass was intercepted as they came out of defence. Fee made no mistake when scoring his side's first goal. Incredibly, Carlo hit back straight away and in a great move, Oshin Doyle spotted Brad Bulger on the edge of the small square. His pass was good and the corner forward pawed the ball home from close range. At the water break, Carlo led 3-12 to 1-10. The wind played a huge factor in Wicklow's efforts to save the game. Yet the Carlo defence stood firm. 
That was until those final fraught minutes when they conceded a soft goal to Finn Tracy, who tipped the ball through a sea of Carlo hands who were unable to stop the ball crossing the line. That was deep in injury time. Wicklow were afforded one more chance, but this time Carlo stood firm. Perhaps there was a sense of losing their composure, understandable in the circumstances, but they came through and this is all part of the learning process for this group of players. After the game there was discussion on the last Carlo Minor Championship victory. For the record, that was in 2017 when Carlo beat Westmeath in the All-Ireland qualifier at Mullingar by 2 goals and 12 points to 17 points. They subsequently lost in the Leinster quarter-final to Wexford by a single point, 2-8 to 112. Carlo will now play Kildare in the quarter-final in Newbridge on the 10th of July. The teams, Carlo, Mark McDermott, St. Patrick's, Peter Burgess, Rathfilly, Aaron Bulger, Aeroog, James Whelan, Clonmore, Killian McGrath, Aeroog, Kieran Nolan, Aeroog, Kyle Foley, Mount Leinster Rangers, Kyle Nolan, Aeroog, Stephen Smith, one point from a 45, Aska, Kean Doran, St. Patrick's, Killian Fegan, one point, Tin Ryland, Donna Murphy, two points, Mount Leinster Rangers, Brad Bulger, one goal, Mount Leinster Rangers, O'Sheen Doyle, one goal and two points, Clonmore, Ronan Quinlan, one goal and eight points, Mark, three points from Freeze, Aeroog, Subs, Alex Delaney, Aeroog for Burgess, 39 minute, Josh Egan, Palatine for Fagan, 54th minute. Jack DC, Palatine for Bulger, 57th minute. Pa Kavna, Aeroog for Kieran Nolan, 61 minutes. Wicklow, Lorcan Smith, Keen Deering, Adam Mullervy, James Healy, Tom Hodgkinson, Austin Brennan, 1 point, Adam Kinsella, Cahill Baker, 1 point, Finn Tracy, 1 goal and 3 points, 2 from 45s. William Moorhouse, 2 points, 1 from a free. Connor Fee, one goal and five points. Aaron O'Brien, Alex Kavna, Sam Goff, Sean Doyle, three points, one from a free. Subs, Callum Clark for Healy, half time. Owen Sheridan for Goff, half time. Robert McHugh for Kavna, 41st minute. Jack Buckle for O'Brien, 44th minute. Cahill Sheehan for Hodgkinson, 61st minute. Referee, Kieran Harris, Kildare. Soccer. Over 35s, Seniors, Division 2. Fiox lay down marker with convincing early season win. Article by Harry Shortholes. The score, St. Joseph's 1, St. Fiox 4. On the first night of the biggest over 35s division yet, St. Fiox laid down a marker in Division 2 with a convincing win over St. Joseph's on Friday night in Tinryland. They dominated from start to finish on a pitch that made it difficult to play football. In the early minutes, Brian O'Rourke and Alan Smith both went close with efforts, whilst Ushin Ayres' effort from the right narrowly missed the bottom left-hand corner as he struggled to control his shot. In the tenth minute, Barry Purcell's effort from distance was well over the bar. In the 19th minute, Purcell gave St. Joseph's the lead against the run of play as they were awarded a penalty. He calmly slotted it away. Fiox kept pressing and had a number of efforts on goal in a scramble in the box. They finally forced an equaliser, ten minutes before half-time. A ball over the top was sent in over the top of the Joseph's defence. O'Rourke getting to it and one-on-one kept his cool to slot in. Smith went close with a free from the edge of the area but steered it into the hands of the keeper. 
They kept pressing but couldn't find that second goal. They rang the changes at half-time and came back fighting. Within seven minutes, they had taken the lead, scoring two goals in the space of a minute. The first, an O'Rourke cross from the right, Colm Griffin knocking it in. O'Rourke had his second minutes later from a Dennis Nolan cross. Josephs went close midway through the half with an effort from Ramonda Stankas, but it was saved. Fiox kept pushing for that final goal to kill off the match. Nolan went close when he was played in down the right-hand side, had a clear chance to chip the keeper who had come out and score, but instead steered it over the bar. They got their goal in the final minute when Ushin Ayres made a good run down the right-hand side, chipped the ball over the keeper and hit the back of the net, despite the efforts of the Josephs defenders to stop it. The teams. St. Josephs. David Hackett. Shane Rooney. Padraig Delaney. Petra Simeonavicius. Colm Ward, Paul Higgins, Aidan Phelan, Brian Byrne, Barry Purcell, Zidrunas Bartas, Raimonda Stankas. Subs, Raymond Byrne, Tamas Papp, Artural Rosgurbas. St. Felix, David O'Regan, Roy Pearson, PJ Connolly, Shane Deere, Michael McGrath, Alan Smith, Alan Butler, Colm Griffin, Oshin Ayres, Brian O'Rourke. Subs, Shane Condren, Patrick Murphy, Stuart Connolly, Dennis Nolan, Trevor Power, Dahi Hurley, Shane Aylward.